much better than that photo that's on the on the screen. So that's uh, that's statement one. Not what we're talking about though. Uh, Dan, what I would love for you to kick off with is tell me your franchise story. How did you fall into franchising? Like everybody else in franchising f- fell into this at some point. What's your franchise story? All right. Well, it's it. Um, I, I think it's an interesting story. I used to um, work in new construction, building houses. Had some guy come out fix a bathtub for me. Just going back about thirty years. Fixed a little pinky sized chip. Um, charged me one hundred twenty five dollars. Um, I don't know what hurt more, the dollar amount or how much my boss got mad at me about it. How much I spent, and I'm like, well, you told me to do it. But anyway, it kind of just stuck in my head. The guy gave me his business card. Um, moving forward a few years, uh, opportunity arose. My father-in-law had retired. He wanted one of his kids to start their own business. Unfortunately for him, they're all um, professors. No one wanted to do it. So I approached him and said, hey, Bill, that's his name. And I said, you know, I'd be real interested in doing it, starting a business. He's like, okay, figure out what you want to do. Well, back then we didn't have the internet, went to the newsstand, found um, a magazine on franchising, started looking through it, came across surface specialist bathtub repairs. The incident that I just explained popped back into my head, still had the business card in my back pocket. And uh, here we are. (laughs) I mean, that's uh, that you definitely fell into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, uh, it's been a good, it's been a good ride. You know, I've been with a surface specialist now for, you know, over 35 years in the franchise or for 20. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, my original franchise, I built it up to the largest franchise at the time where we were, we were producing over a million dollars a year out of our business. Um, five years in the franchise or approached me about taking over when he retired. And um, I guess already here I am. (laughs) So, okay. So to be in the business as long as you have, and I mean, you've, you've now been through a few different periods where private equity comes beating on the door to say, we're looking at buying things. It'd be rare to hold on to a business this long. What has made you hold on to it versus exiting um, and do, does that stay the, do you stay the course on that? Well, you know, I love what I do. I love fixing things. Um, you know, surface specialists, you know, yes, you know, we do bathtub refinishing and, you know, we do bath replacements, um, bathtub liners, but, you know, I guess my niche for myself is I love taking something brand new that's gotten messed up and making it right again. There, to me, it's a lot, there's a lot of satisfaction in that, you know, someone puts a hole in a tub, you know, let's say as big as your head, you know, all my franchises, including myself, of course, can make it disappear. Um, and I've always liked that. I still like that. Um, I do also like, you know, from the franchise or standpoint, I like making business successful. I mean, there's a lot of satisfaction is taking someone, you know, out of their garage, helping them build it. And it just, it's a great feeling for me. So if I'm, if I'm hearing it correctly, it's like, why sell when I'm having fun? Like right. what else, what else I'm going to, what else am I going to do? Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, inevitably, you know, it's like anything else you move on, but um, 
I have no intentions of doing that right now. I, I enjoy it too much. Love it. You know, you know, I like taking my guys and gals and making them successful. There's just, you know, there's just a lot of satisfaction in seeing them, you know, go from, you know, not, you know, working for somebody and then be able to do things that they were never able to do before. So from a qualifying of a franchisee standpoint, it sounds like it's almost like you get to look in the mirror. You're looking for people that are, are like you. Is that like, obviously have business acumen and like doing the work. Is that, right. is that an accurate yeah. statement? Yeah, that's a fair statement. My wife is put it the best. Um, what we look for is people with blue collar skills with white collar minds. It's interesting. And I really think that kind of covers our model, you know, pretty inclusively, you know, I mean, you got to like what, you know, you got to like working with your hands. If you don't like working with your hands then yeah, this is probably not the place for you. So it is, it's owner operator then like you, you can't, can you, can you scale it beyond owner operator? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no question. I have quite a few franchises initially, you know, I really recommend first six months to a year, the owner operates it. They, they got to under, they got to understand it. And, you know, as you put employees on, they have to support the employees and you can't support an employee if they're stuck, if you don't know what, what they're stuck on. Yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, but once you get past this six months to a year, it's real easy to pull yourself where you're just running the business and not doing the work anymore. It's really just getting through your first technician. But after that, and yes, you can certainly, you know, sit back and run the business. You don't have to do the work, but under the same breath, you got to be able to back up your guy, you know, so until you get to two guys, you're real still, you're still the backup to your first guy, because if they decide this is not for them, you got to be able to, you know, come back in and, you know, take over. Yeah, that makes sense. How many franchisees do you currently have? Franchisees, we have 37 um, owners and 49 locations. We have some franchises that have two or three franchises. And if the numbers that I see on the screen are accurate, we're talking about an investment of 56? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, that's the max. Um, the 36 is, you know, for the franchise itself, you know, that includes territory. Um, we give a lot with our franchise packages. You know, we give them all the equipment to do all the services. We give them enough material to produce $55,000 in sales. We pay for their flight and hotel while they're training. We give them pretty much everything to start a business. I mean, when they're done training and I send them their franchise package, they're probably like 96%, 97% there. I mean, they don't really have to do too much more. Now, what comes into play though, is we have to account for the income while they're start, you know, the startup part of it, that they have enough money to support themselves during that transition period. You know, we usually estimate, you know, say that we recommend at least four to six months of personal income, you know, cover rent or mortgage, you know, the regular day-to-day -day expenses. So, um, but that number is pretty accurate, yes. All right, so now let's move down to the second box here. Okay. 307 average gross sales, and obviously there's an outlier of a very, very mature business at 2.9 million. But if I look at these numbers, mm -hmm. I would call this best in class. Do you feel like, has there been a gap in the amount of 
humans that know that this business exists when, you know, people are investing, call it 120 into a trash business, mm -hmm. that, that the profitability or the gross sales are not even in line with yours. Like is, is there something like a not enough people know that you exist or? Well, it's that, it's also what you get into. And, you know, it's kind of going back to there's, you know, there's a lot of people out there, especially the younger generations and they, all they want to do is IT. They don't want to get their hands dirty, which, you know, does limit you a little bit. You know, I'm not one that's going to try to put on, you know, 20 franchises in a year. You know, usually we're averaging three to six a year. Um, I try to, you know, when I train a franchise, I do all the training, well, 90% of it. Um, I try to give them all, all my time. I don't try to double up or triple up um, because, I, you know, I want them to progress at their speed. And, you, you know, I find when you have two different guys training or gals, whatever the case may be, because we do have female owners, um, one might move faster than the other. Um, and then the one that's falling behind gets intimidated by it and it doesn't become a good training for them. So, you know, it might be a little bit me too, as far as, you know, our pace. <laughs> well, I mean, look, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to blow smoke, but then I'm going to give my, my advice. Blowing smoke wise, you, you've engineered a, a good business model. Even what you said on the training front, you're like, we're not going to nickel and dime our franchisees. We're going to get them on the right way. I'm going to be the one that shows them the ropes. I've done it before. I've been doing this for, for a long time. And so if I'm looking for why people buy a franchise, it's I have to believe in the vision of the leader and you're like slow, steady growth. I'm going to do the right thing by my franchisees. I'm going to treat them as if it was my money that, that came in here, which is awesome. You get into what's the cost to get in? How much can I make? That's sound. You get point of differentiation in the marketplace. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure there's some from a product side, but you're really, I'm sure, building people that can build relationships and do honest, honest repairs, just like what drove you into franchising. Mm -hmm. Validation has to be strong because the cost to get in is so sound with how much you can make that you are giving those that are willing to follow your system the opportunity to build wealth for their families. And then the growth side, I mean, you're, you're giving 2 million uh, territories, which is, which is unheard of. So like, if I, if I look at the way that you position the business, you've done a fantastic job. You have realistic growth expectations. Now the, the opportunity, and, and this is, this is what will happen someday. Someone's going to knock on your door and they're going to see this and they're going to say, man, if I branded this up until into today's time, like put some energy into the branding, made sure that our, our vans are really, really crisp from a branding standpoint, tied the branding into the business model that you've engineered you're probably like, there's, there's a lot of money left on the table and not that money is your driver, but there's a lot of opportunity left on the table and what you've already engineered that, you know, if this goes into one of those broker network brands, like this would take off tomorrow. And my other, other piece of advice for what it's worth, that wasn't advice. That was a, that was a comment. I look at your costs to get in and let's, let's just take $150,000 as an investment range that if I could get to owning three of these, on average, I could do around a million dollars in business. And, and most brands, like you're saying, give me, give me um, uh, a return of two to one. So even at 150,000, if three units could only do 300,000, you're still a sound business investment by franchise standards. That's and so you've, engineered, you've engineered something that's so beautiful here. Um, 
but uh, what you said, it could, the complexity could be you. You're like, I don't need to grow that fast, which it's, it's fascinating to me because I think like functionally from a business standpoint, you've done a great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like to think I've done well with by my franchises. So what's your vision now? Just keep chugging along. You know, I mean, you know, I, I am 61 and, you know, inevitably I am going to retire. Um, but we're just keep going at the way we're going. And, you know, I mean, if it picks up more, I'm okay with that too. I'm just not going to let it spiral to 20 a year. Um, you know, the training, you know, is pretty intense. You know, we train for two solid weeks here in Charlotte, which I teach them on everything. Um, you know, you start, you know, breaking that down 20 a year, that's 40 weeks. We're already blown through almost an entire year with no break. So it just, it, I, I would be probably a little schizophrenic by the end of that pace since I'm doing all the training. So I'm, tell, I'm telling you, Dan, if, so, if someone's watching this, they're going to say, man, I see all the opportunity in the world. Let's let Dan be superhero in what he does. And let's put structure around this. Cause again, like you've engineered something great. So to ghost prospect, let's say there's a franchise candidate that has watched this up to this point. What do you want them to know about the business that we haven't talked about yet? Um, that yeah, we're, you know, you know, we're a fan, you know, I look at our business overall with all our franchisees. Um, we're a family, you know, I mean, um, you know, we, you know, even as diversified as all our people are, you know, when we have our yearly conventions, it's just one big group of, you know, family. I mean, just, you know, we work together. It's always a group effort, you know, even, you know, when they mess up, you know, I, you know, I never throw any of them under the table when they tell me something that, you know, a catastrophe has happened. But we, I do talk about it. I just don't throw them under the bus with it. Um, but, you know, it's just, like I said, one happy family. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. Well, you know, for what, one of the good guys in, in franchising, uh, in, impressed with what you've done so far, uh, maybe, maybe I'll be the one that makes a phone call. When you're ready to retire, I'll, I'll put the brand <laughs> in place and let this uh, thing fly. But, you know, I think you're, I think you're, you're going at it the right way and probably, you know, s some of the way that you're presenting yourself as a, as a business is also helping you with the customer base. Cause they can probably see like, you're, you're not, you're not ripping them off cause you're not overspending in some of the position that you have. And I no, no. I mean, I really utilize, I mean, there are 36,000 is actually utilized. I mean, you know, I mean, they're getting quite a bit for the money um, by comparison that's out there. I know it's out there. You know, uh, you know, some of my competitors, you got to buy the territory and then you got to buy the equipment. And if you buy, you know, the territory gets too big, then you're paying another penny or two a person, you know, with a minimum threshold of 360,000 or something like that. Or, you know, I mean, everybody's different, but no, I mean, we, like I said, we want success, you know, so I love it. we try to give success. I think you're doing a great job. Dan, thanks for sharing your franchise story with me and us. Dan, I'm Nick. That's another episode of Meet the Zor. Take Thank care. you for having me. Have a great day. You too.